Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Andrea Hudson. She's a professional speaker, thought leader, entrepreneur, author, and consultant. Andrea, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Christopher. Glad to be with you. So Andrea mentioned she's in the Chicago area, born and raised, and we have listeners literally from over 92 countries and have clients in over 100 countries. I'm curious, if someone has not been to Chicago, Andrea, what would you say? Because we've all heard of LA and San Francisco and New York and maybe Miami, but Chicago is a really beautiful city. If someone were listening to this podcast and they wanted to come to Chicago, what would you tell them to say, hey, you got to come to Chicago? <laughs> Chicago is a great city. It's a great city of culture. It's a great city of history, a great city for uh, shopping, restaurants. It's so much that we offer. It's a beautiful city. So I would suggest that you take a weekend and come and visit us to experience our culture, experience our food, um, experience just you know, being a mixture of both. I think Chicago is a great mixture of the East Coast and the West Coast put together. So we're fast paced, but we're not too fast paced like the East Coast. And we're not too laid back like the, like the West Coast. We're a nice mixture. And so I think that they would have a wonderful time if they just spent a weekend with us. <laughs> you know, I really agree, Andrea. Chicago is one of the most beautiful cities in, in the world. And I've literally traveled the world as I'm saying that. It's, it's so, it really has the the sophistication of New York City where I'm from, mm -hmm. but it really, it's because there's water there and it's, it's not as crowded and you have the whole Midwest vibe and yes. Frank Lloyd Wright is a, I'm a big fan of his and Hemingway. There's just so much, as you said, culture and history, but it's, it's, it's really manageable. In New York City, sometimes it's just overbearing sometimes, but yes. in Chicago, it's one of those cities where it's, it's a beautiful city with beautiful people. So thank you for sharing that. Because like I said, this podcast, though it's a business podcast, it's all about inspiring. So I wanted to have your perspective on that because you clearly are very proud to be from Chicago or that area. So you wrote a book called He Saved the Best for Last, Singles Becoming Vessels of Honor. What is that about? Wow, it's my first book that I wrote and published in 2013. It's really to empower singles um, in their single living, about dating and about just taking your time with relationships, about giving hope to a single person. Um, oftentimes, single living can get like a bad reputation. It's almost like a stigma that can be attached to it. That's not always good. And so this book was to really give hope, really to give encouragement and empowerment, whether you're a single mother, a single woman, a single father, and just kind of give you some light and some um, wisdom on how to take time with dating, how to find the perfect person for you. I also share um, some personal stories of myself um, with my single and dating, you know, whole thing that I went through before I got married. And so <laughs> it's just really, um, it's, it's, a, it's funny. The book is funny. I, I, you know, I try to insert some humor in it, but it's really just a book of wisdom and then a book of hope and just giving hope to let you know that if you want to be married, if you want marriage for your life, there is hope. And there's nothing like taking your time and doing it in the, the, the right season for yourself when you feel that you're ready to do it. That's a great way to look at it in terms of the right season, Andrea, because so many people I meet, they're often 
rushing to get married or rushing to have kids yes. or they don't feel like themselves if they're not in relationships. So they literally become part of the relationship. And it's interesting. So for you, you ended up finding the man of your dreams and getting married. So what's the one aspect of that or, 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 or um, I guess what's the one thing you most admire about your husband? Because really that comes down to what you see in him, which, which is what you see in other people. So what's the one quality you most admire in your husband? I love his drive. My husband is very passionate about what he does, who he is, what he's been called to do. And I admire that so much. It actually infuses me. It actually strengthens me when I see his drive. Um, he's a pastor here in the Chicagoland area. He's been doing this a long time. And he is so fresh and new to him that he never gets tired of helping people. He never gets tired of ministering to people. And I see that and I, I look at that and it helps me even in what I've been called to do and empowering women um, and being a entre full-time entrepreneur. So his drive and his passion is one of the many qualities that I saw that was very admirable and very attractive. And till this day, after 16 years of marriage, it's still something that I'm still drawn to and attracted to by him. That's amazing. The reason why I asked you that question, Andre, is because what you see in others, you see in yourself, but you also see in your clients. So going back to you mentoring women, talk, talk to us about that. What areas you mentored? You work with people that are primarily employees or employers, entrepreneurs, like who are the main people you, you like to help and how do you help them? Absolutely. So I help all people. I help men and women, but my niche is women that are aspiring to be entrepreneurs and women that are aspiring to discover their purpose. So this is what I get pleasure in. This is what drives me and motivates me. Every single day when I'm able to counsel a woman or to be able to give some insight to her and help her discover her purpose, what she's been put on this earth to do, as well as she could be a full-time employee wanting to transition into entrepreneurship. I know what that looks like. I worked in corporate America for many years before transitioning into full-time entrepreneurship. So I know the highs, I know the lows, I know, you know, not always having the right answers, not always having the right resources, sometimes being out there on your own trying to figure it out. I know what that looks like. So when I'm able to help a woman see her purpose and then take that purpose and transition it to something that she loves to do for profit, this is what gives me life. And so it's the young lady that's, you know, that's possibly hearing me even now saying, I don't know where to start. I like to take you through the beginner steps, the introductory steps of what entrepreneurship looks like for a woman. Well, let's talk about those introductory steps, Andrea. Let's say someone is listening right now and she's scared and it could be a guy too, frankly, but you mentioned a woman, right? So what are the, the first three steps this gentleman or woman should make in their path toward entrepreneurship? So I always tell individuals that entrepreneurship is an amazing journey like none other, but there are times where you won't always profit from it, especially in the beginning when you're building your business. So I always ask them the question, what would you do for free? Because what you would do for free is, an, is really what you would do for profit as well. When you're not always looking to get paid, but you're doing it because you love it, 
you're doing it because you're passionate about, that's what you've been called to do. So what would you do for free? If you had to do anything in the world and you wouldn't expect a dime from it, what would that be? What would that look like? And then I would also ask them the question, what motivates them? What's their passion? You know, what have they been called to heal? What have they been called to bring a solution to? And so it could be hair care. It could be caring for children. It could be writing books. What do you feel like you have been called to heal? Uh, what solutions could you bring to the table? This is all a part of entrepreneurship. Of course, we look at it as a way of, of supplying our, our, our everyday regimen, paying bills and things of that sort. Um, but it's really about being an answer in the earth. It's really about bringing solutions to the table and you are an answer. And I think people sometimes neglect to remember that they themselves are an answer and they are in a solution. Now that's very powerful, Andrea. I mean, the one thing you said that really stuck out was you said that, what are they called to heal? What does that mean? So I learned that if you have a burden for something, if something kind of, you know, grieves you, like whenever you see it or experience it and you feel like you need to do something about it, you feel like you need to rectify the situation. Like you, Andrea, what did you need to heal, do you feel, as an entrepreneur? So I feel that I have been called to um, bring empowerment to women um, uh, regarding their purpose. I've also been called um, to actually bring empowerment through the arts. So in addition um, to being a life coach, I'm also a writer, I'm an author, and I'm also a playwright. And I've been writing productions since I was 11 years old. That's one of the things that I love to do, is to bring empowerment, humor, um, life to people by the arts. And so that's an area that I feel that I've been called to heal. If someone comes to my play or my production and they see something on stage that they can identify with, you know, whether it be domestic violence, uh, whether it be marital issues, and they see themselves in that character, they see themselves in that particular scene, and they walk away from that production feeling empowered, feeling like that they can go a little further in life. That is an area that I've been called to heal. It's just to bring light and love and empowerment, whether it be through um, the arts, whether it be through my writing, whether it be through my life coaching. I think when you can identify that area that you feel that is a burden to you and you feel like you have something to offer, you have something that you can do for that particular situation, that's what you've been called to heal. I love that, Andrea. That sounds so powerful and insightful. How can our guests stay in touch with you and connect with you? Well, they can follow me on social media, on Instagram at Lady Andrea, Lady underscore Andrea, A-N-D-R-I-A. -A. I'm also on LinkedIn at Andrea S. Hudson, H-U-D-S-O-N. I'm also on Facebook at Andrea S. Hudson, S. Hudson Enterprises. And I'm also on Twitter at Lady underscore Andrea. Lady Andrea, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. Have a great day today. Thank you so much, Christopher. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.